Hi, I'm Fred Rivett, co-founder of VR Contrast, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and this is the podcast that brings you some of the most inspiring people from around the world, people that are getting involved in apps and uh, just helping us out with the whole app world. So I want to introduce uh, today uh, a guest who has uh, a wonderful app. I need you to go to this website. It's called Get Loose Leaf, getlooseleaf.com. And uh, he is the uh, creator of this app, uh, Loose Leaf. It's a wonderful uh, way of uh, generating ideas. I, I really do feel like you need to download this. It's He's got a, an iPhone version. It looks like an iPad as well. So, uh, th- okay, let me introduce uh, Adam Wolf. And he, he is the founder and creator of this uh, app, and he's going to help us out today. So, Adam, uh, it's a warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Paul. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I have to say, your app looks incredible. Uh, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about it, uh, Loose Leaf. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, I modeled it to be scratch paper uh, for your iPad. I wanted something really fast and really simple uh, to be able to get your ideas out visually. Um, so it's very gesture-driven. It's easy to drop pictures down, drop photos down. Um, you can cut things up with scissors. You can draw on just about anything. Um, I, I built it for that perfect moment when you really don't have the words to describe what you're thinking and you just need to get the idea out quickly. And so that's the that's the goal is simple, scratch paper, quick and easy. One, and why did you build it as well? What was driving you and compelling you to uh, put this thing out into the world? Yeah, well... I've I've tried probably every app you can imagine that has, you know, stylus or notes or sketch in its name. And uh, one thing I noticed is they were all either very heavy on the, the productivity side and it was very heavy note taking with menus and options and drag and drop and long press and felt uh, very forced for someone who wanted to just get an idea out quickly. And the other side was um, artistic apps, which had a million different options and brushes and textures and colors and was just overkill um, for somebody like me. And so I really wanted to split the difference and make something that was uh, very simple to use. Like some of the the artistic apps were a little bit simpler, but um, could still import images and could still kind of meet some of the note-taking needs. Yeah, I was going to say, we're actually probably... Uh, <coughs> Uh, you're probably perfectly positioned for when we get this giant iPad as well. I can imagine your app will be. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. Absolutely. Do, do you know if it's going to come out? We'd love to have a world exclusive, and you could tell us. <laughs> That's right. I, I promise it'll be the day of this podcast. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I mean uh, that that would actually uh, change the game and, and be a very useful. I, I've used uh, for years uh, paper, and uh, which uh, I know was. A really a cool app when it came out and I have to say yeah you're right about uh, it, it just being like more artistic in nature and uh, and really tough to to I mean I basically I probably needed a stylus yeah I mean I, I love paper and it would it would be what I want except you can't import images and that's that's what I really wanted is I wanted something you know simple to use like paper with a few with a few less kind of artistic options I don't need a brush I don't need five pens 
Um, but I'd love to be able to just import some pictures and, and move stuff around. And so that's where I've tried to tried to hit it. Yeah. And I have to say, most people, uh, so you're hitting on one of the, the big common themes of this podcast, which is uh, you've you found a problem with, uh, in, you know, in the world and you've actually gone out and solved it. Most people get to the point where they get the idea, but uh, don't execute. So, so how were you one of the few people that actually executed on this idea? What did you... Did you do it from all your own funding, for example? Was it all, all your own work? Did you bring people into the project? Tell, tell, tell us about the the execution of uh, the, yeah. the idea. Yeah, so I I honestly go back and forth on if I did it the right way or if I would do it differently, and, I, and I'm really not sure. And that's because it took me um, a surprisingly long time to get this app built. Um, it was over two years in development. So I, I started when iOS 6 was the new hotness, um, and I shipped, you know, halfway through iOS 8's lifetime. Um, so from that aspect of it, I really didn't manage my time well. Uh, on the other side of it, it, it let me uh, focus on the quality and the, the features that I wanted. Um, there were some very difficult things to build that if I had cut timeline would have dramatically cut quality. Um, and so I, I go back and forth on, yes, I spent too much time, but I, I also don't know where I would have cut. Um, but to answer your funding question, the, I actually, it was about half my own money and savings that I was burning through. And then over that two-year period, I was um, essentially independent. And so I picked up some contracting jobs uh, on the side to pull in some additional revenue. And so it was half savings and half uh, contracting that. That paid the money. This for is it. going to be a great chat. I'm, I'm really interested because the, uh, the it's, it's completely different to what I've done. Uh, like when I started building apps, I built an app. I think uh, there was one in about four hours, and uh, threw that out there, and it, it's doing well. It's got a hundred thousand plus downloads, I think. But it's you know, as a creator, it's really embarrassing. It's a terribly you know, <laughs> terrible app, and. You know, the difference here with the, uh, two years in the making. And uh, i tell you what I'm also very interested in is, is how you've actually, because I think there's going to be people listening to this that would love to do what you've done. And uh, we need some guidance from you because you've, you've been there. So uh, did you, you know, how did you um, fund your two year stint? Uh, did, did you, I mean, let's go back to the start. Did you actually leave uh, your company um, that you were working for for this idea? Uh, yeah, essentially, like I, um, so we'll, we'll go back to the beginning, I suppose. Uh, the very first thing I worked on was a startup with one other co-founder. Um, it was an online web cal- calendar that we shipped a little bit before uh, Google Calendar shipped in, I guess, 2007-ish time frame, 2008. Um, sold that company to Jive Software in Portland, Oregon. And uh, that's where a fair bit of the savings came from. I worked there for uh, about four years, uh, almost five years. Um, then spent a little bit of time in a mobile design agency called Vizere in Portland. Um, and that agency was actually bought by uh, Jawbone down in the Bay Area. And when that happened, it was, okay, it's been five years. We've got a nest egg saved up. Our family is in Houston, Texas. Um, what do I do? Do I go to the Bay Area? Do I find a different job in Portland? Do I move back home? And, uh, and really double down on this idea that's just been floating around in my head for so long. And, and so that's what we decided to do was, was take the jump, take the plunge, and, uh, and start, 
start going for it. Wonderful. And so, like, so you're saying that uh, you actually uh, bootstrap your whole idea, uh, half of it uh, over the time. And any advice for anyone who's going to do exactly what you have done? What what would you suggest? Uh, you know, in terms of how to actually get through this, and and, and we we all want to avoid the the thing that we're we're really excited. We you know, I mean, I have had people listening to this show who have just quit their jobs and started you know building apps, and and the worst thing is it doesn't work out, and we have to go back into corporate. You know, so we want to avoid that. And uh, uh, anything you can do to help us uh, avoid uh, going back into the corporate world would be awesome. So yeah, give us some tips. Yeah. So um, so when I started, there's uh, some of your listeners might be familiar with the, I don't know what it's called, maybe the golden triangle, something like that, where you can, you can choose to have the quality, you can choose to have the, the features and the scope that you want, or you can choose to have everything on time, right? And those are all opposed to each other, and so you can pick two out of those three, but you can never have all three. And so what I picked is I picked uh, quality and features. And I said if I keep features low enough and I keep kind of the vision, the quality high enough, then timeline should take care of itself and I should I should be able to ship it. But that because I prioritized timeline last, it took me two years, right? It, it took me a ridiculous amount of time. Um, and so my advice going into it is um, I'm, I'm proud of myself because I was very purposeful in that decision ahead of time. Um, and you should absolutely make that same decision. And you should say the most important thing is that I get this thing shipped in three months or six months or one year, whatever your timeline is. Um, and I need to get it shipped with, you know, this quality level or at least these three features um, and be very focused and purposeful and literally write things down on a sheet of paper on what your priority list is. Because um, no matter what you think, write it down on loose leaf. I mean, I, I guess yeah, we don't. Yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, download loose leaf. And, uh, we don't and start, to write. We don't do paper on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, because in any project anywhere, you're going to you're going to have to make tough decisions, right? And you're going to have to make trade-offs. And at the beginning of the day, if you if you tell yourself these are this is the order of my trade-offs, this is the order of my priorities, and I I ship it when I get to step five, when I get to at least step five, um, then that makes a lot of the give and take a lot easier to happen, and uh, it, it keeps you consistent throughout your development process. Through all six months or years, you're going through it. You're going through it with one focus and with one purpose as you're giving and taking, you know, during the during the process. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, and I what I, about the idea as well? I mean, in terms of starting, you know, do do we go grand like you did with a very big uh, uh, idea, or, or is it better to start? you know, with something very simple to ship and, but work on our big idea as a side project. I'm just kind of wondering, uh, to, you know, to shorten that, uh, the, the shipping time. So, so one thing that I, that I've heard, um, a couple times from a few different places is as you're working on your idea, do a few different things, set up, set up a web page where you're going to collect email addresses, uh, maybe set up a Twitter account and, Start asking people about your idea and say, hey, I've got this idea. I really think I'm going to build this app. It does X, Y, and Z, right? And you'll find out pretty quickly no one's signing up. When I send them the website, when I, when I start pushing people to the site, when I push people to the Twitter, when I tell people about it on the street or at work or at home, there's a, there's a big difference between 
Oh yeah, Adam, that's a that's a great idea. You know, high five, go for it, and genuine excitement, uh, not polite excitement. And uh, once you get the feedback loop of genuine excitement, then you know you've hit on an idea that's worth that's worth pursuing. Um, That's a great idea. Okay, so let's get this straight then. So you uh, set up a website, and uh, you actually do a, a thing that most people are not doing. And this is the very important thing I want to pick up on what you said, is that I'm asked to sign NDAs all the time. You know, I want to share an app idea with you. Can you can you sign a non-disclosure agreement? And I'm thinking, you know, is that the right thing? Uh, and what you're saying is it's better to get your idea out there, promote your idea and get the feedback from it because then you can start iterating on it and trying to work out what's the, the good uh, um, what's the good sales pitch in terms of the idea. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I... I Ideas are worthless, right? I mean, everyone has a good idea and everyone has too many good ideas. And there's, there's more ideas than people and more ideas than skilled people, for sure. Um, so really, no one's going to take your idea. Uh, and even if they did, even if they tried to, they're not going to build it like you did. They don't have that same vision. They, they might have the same seed, uh, but it's, they're going to take it in a completely different direction. And so there's, there's honestly no risk in sharing it and trying to build buzz and validate your idea before you go out and start building. And, and I honestly think it's the most important thing to do is to validate your idea uh, with a real market before you start spending you know, your hard-earned cash or your, your very rare time trying to build something that turns out people don't want. Yeah, uh, and, and that's, uh, I mean, motivation is something we have to talk about because here you are motivating yourself for two years. And how there must have been times where you just thought this is, like ridiculous and quitting, but how did you keep yourself going? Yeah, there were, there were a couple times where I, I mean, I, I thought either this is not physically possible to do on this hardware or I am too dumb to figure it out. Like one of those two is going to be true. Um, and I just had to keep powering through and learning more and, and researching until I could figure out, you know, whichever random little bit is that I needed to do. Um, honestly, a, a, a big part of motivation for me, uh, which I really didn't start in earnest until this process was exercise. Um, I went on a, about four or five mile walk, uh, every single day, pretty consistently, not all two years, but for, for fair portions, for a fair percentage of that time, um, I would just unplug from the computer, go out, get some sunshine, get some exercise. And it, it helped me a lot with stress, and it also gave me a time during the day to think and process through the problems I was having, the, either the programming problems or um, hardware problems or marketing problems or whatever it was, and to really let my brain kind of dive deep into that issue without the you know, text messages and Twitter and email and stuff popping up in front of me. I could, I could really focus on it. Um, and get some, you know, very physical stress out at the same time. So it was really, really helpful to keep a level mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would actually uh, confirm that that is highly important, and it's one of those things that we can easily drop, can't we? And uh, especially given that we do a lot of sitting with what we do. So it was really exercise. hard to do. I I almost felt guilty sometimes because I'd sit there and I'd think I really need to build this feature, and I'm just going to go out and waste an hour and a half walking not typing that sounds terrible but it it honestly made me a thousand times more productive when i was sitting down in the chair 
because um, I, I could know exactly what and why I was working on and I was had a much clearer brain and lower stress and I was much more productive surprisingly than trying to just power through with more caffeine so and also you mentioned that you were contracting on some of the uh, you know times that and have you got any help and advice for anyone looking to bring in some extra cash by contracting because we've obviously got a skill set in a way that's uh, in demand uh, and you know, app development and stuff uh, but uh, do you have any resources that we could go to to uh, give some of the apps to tribe listeners uh, advice on contracting um so a couple things uh uh, a few of the projects actually came through my lawyer, um, and those were kind of fun because they were they were not really active coding jobs. It was, hey, we need somebody to look through a client's code base because they think somebody else stole something, or we need you to compare these two code bases to see if there's anything similar, or um, just being the the professional advice giver. That sounds and, really uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super cool. Like I, I had no idea that that was a thing or that people could get paid for that. So anyway, so so a get a lawyer to set up your stuff and your LLC and whatever paperwork you need. Um, but uh, yeah, that that relationship was super interesting and and let him know that you're more than happy to help out with anything technical that they need or advice that they need for clients and so forth. Um, so some references came through that. Uh, the other thing I learned through the process is that uh, almost anything is negotiable. Um, and there was one project in particular that worked out really well for both of us. Um, they needed something that was very similar to a, a piece of code or a, a feature I was building for Loose Leaf. And so as I was talking with this client, I was like, hey, I actually need something pretty close to what you're asking for. Uh, how about you help fund it and I ship it on time and I tweak what I'm doing so that you get it. We both get full rights. Um, so it was a very, it's super rare, but it was a perfect opportunity to get paid for building my own app essentially. And and they got the piece of code and have full rights and do whatever they need to do. And I got paid for the time to spend on it and get to use the code as well. So it was, it was a perfect scenario. Um, yeah, if any if anybody is wondering why uh, it's better to share your idea, this this sort of stuff comes out from it, doesn't it? The the fact that you could unbundle what you're doing and maybe even sell off portions of uh, the you know, the code base or or the features that you're you're actually uh, delivering and, and and swap those or or uh, sell them. That's a great idea. That's the first time that's ever been mentioned on this show. Yeah, yeah, it was super helpful. Th- those. Uh, in particular, I'd shared the idea with and even sh- shown uh, some early builds and some early code to. And so they were very well aware of what I was building. Um, so when they needed something similar, they knew who to call. And so they called me up and we worked something out and it worked out great for both of us. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, you're absolutely right. It's a great reason to to just be open and and share what you're working on. Adam, we have two things to do before we say goodbye. One is to uh, come up with an idea. Uh, because we love uh, ideas. Ideas are, I, I know you said there's loads of ideas out there, but uh, having an actionable idea that we can give to someone who either wants to work on it as a side project or uh, to, to get involved with. So there's, there's two ways of doing this. There's uh, We just ask you straight out, do you have another idea for an app that you can share with us? If you do, great. If not, then we can go down the other route. Um, so I do have an idea for you. I've got two ideas, if that's okay. Yeah, we love we love it. Um, Go for it. So the, the first idea is uh, uh, a better way to follow conversations on Twitter. 
there's a couple times where some high-profile tech event comes out or scandal comes out or whatever it is, um, and two or three super popular accounts are talking about it consistently. People are replying. They're replying. And it's surprisingly hard to follow those multi-threaded conversations that are spanning you know, 15 or 30 minutes or an hour. Um, so if there was some way, I don't know what, what it would be, uh, but to, to follow threaded conversations on Twitter, longer form t- conversations on Twitter, that would be really interesting. Yeah, let's add to that because the other feature I would love is that uh, when something big is happening and you have the hashtags that you're trying to follow, there's sometimes there's just too many conversations. You know, you refresh and every one minute there's like you know, hundreds of uh, new hashtags. So what I would like is the ability to filter that uh, conversation by according to maybe the uh, influence of the tweeter, they, they've got a certain impact in the world, you know, they have a certain number of followers or the quality of their tweets or, you know, and try and also eradicate all the spam that you suddenly get into a hashtag series because someone realizes it's trending. And uh, and also like a, a better way of curating the hashtags for conversations, don't you think? Because all those, always in the trending, there's stuff that is just like meaningless and uh, it would be nice to have... Uh, you know, more specific uh, ways of uh, following uh, trending stuff rather than just... Yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah. Oh, there's there's an idea for someone to build already. Can't wait for your second idea. Yeah, so the the second... This one might exist, but I I remember seeing a prototype when the iPad got its first front-facing camera. Um, It was like head tracking or tilt tracking virtual reality, virtual 3D. Um, So as you tilted the iPad, it looked... Like there was a box behind the iPad, if that makes sense. Um, so you could almost as if you were peering through a window into a virtual world behind it. And so you could kind of look behind objects just by rotating the iPad um, and tilting it kind of back and forth. And I would love to see a time crisis style first person shooter where you move the iPad around to actually duck behind boxes and peek out from behind walls and uh, i think that would be a really fun fun game to play on the well, bus or on the yeah actually you've you've also sparked an idea imagine uh you okay here's a really good idea uh, a game of hide and seek okay where you pick up your ipad and you walk around the room and it's all augmented reality so you don't see anything but then suddenly you'll see you know somebody moving or some some object or you know animal or whatever and you have to follow it, and uh, it disappears, and, and you have to move it around. I think McDonald's did something like similar to with augmented reality, but it was a bit naff. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, or even like some kind of horror. You know, there's uh, <laughs> some there's some stranger in your house that just jumps out and jump scares you as you're walking around with your iPad. That that would be fantastic and terrifying. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I would love it and hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think you'd sell that to my wife as she'd hate that. But uh, uh, okay, that was a bit of fun. Yeah, so uh, Apps to Tribe, there you go, two projects. Uh, but make sure that you take uh, Adam's advice and uh, deliver in three months if you can. Um, uh, okay, so the other last thing is uh, apps. This is the App Guy podcast. So we do uh, like talking and learning about new apps. Do you have one or two apps that you use during the day uh, that you could p- perhaps recommend to us? Yeah, so the... Um there's one out. It's it's actually a pretty old app, but I haven't seen too many other people that have it, and I think it's a real gem. Um, it's called Deliveries. Uh, I think it was featured recently. 
um, but it's it's absolutely fantastic. You can put in tracking numbers from anywhere, from Amazon, from Walmart, from the post office, from anything, uh, and it'll track it every time, push a notification whenever it's you know about to show up, when it does show up, and uh, I've used it both in sending packages to people to make sure it arrived and to tell them, hey, it's going to arrive this afternoon, and to track deliveries to me. It's just super handy, super handy. Uh, uh, oh, it's just going to be another idea. Wouldn't it be great if uh, we had like mini cameras on, uh, like microscopic cameras that we could tap into and stream where, so we can see the journey of our parcels. Yeah, you can actually see it loaded, <laughs> loading onto the plane. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, but, you know, hey, it could be achievable. I mean, they've, they've, yeah. uh, there's We're a whole host not that of these. far away. <laughs> okay. And the next one? Uh, the next the, the next one I I use a lot but um, is common is Reader. Um, I use that just every day. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have that. You know, I'm um, not sure if we've come. A, I don't think anyone's mentioned Reader. Really, uh, Pocket Pocket I, app is like pretty common, but uh, Reader is something similar, is it? Yeah, I'm I'm a RSS nerd for sure. I've got just an absurd number of uh, of feeds that I kind of poke through every day. Um, so Reader is a really nice way to uh, flip through all of those and then um, I'll save the ones or um, like into, into a pocket or to a, something like that, like that to read later. But I, I get all of my news, just about all of my news through RSS still um, with my Reader app on my home screen. It's, it's a pretty fantastic app. I was, I was going to ask with RSS, uh, I wondered if you actually just uh, pull in text or do you ever you know, do an RSS feed to audio? Um, I haven't done audio, so I've, I've got I've got the native podcast app, um, and so I use that. I think I'm going to move to I think Overcast is the new hotness right now, um, but I'm still using Apple's default podcast app for audio stuff. So this is mostly just text only or images. Yeah, I was using uh, Apple's default one for years, and uh, it broke on us uh, last year. I think it was. It's just really annoying me as well. So I ended up uh, switching and it, it was actually a really cool thing to do. But uh, what are you using? Uh, I'm actually using, uh, we had a, his, uh, the guy on the show, uh, it's um, the founder, uh, RSS Radio, which is, um, it doesn't sound like a podcasting app, but it, yeah, it's, it's really lovely, a good, a good feature. And I hear Overcast is very good as well for podcasting. Obviously, very close to my heart, given the, the, that we do, we're on a podcast here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Adam, it's just been so much fun. Uh, how can we uh, you know, connect with you? What's the best way of uh, reaching out and getting in touch? Yeah, so you can uh, uh, check out the app on getlooseleaf.com. Um, that's, that's where I'm doing everything. The blog there is where I'm posting um, if you want to reach out to me personally on Twitter, it's just at Adam Wolf, my name, W-U-L-F. I have the awkward spelling last name, but yeah, either on Twitter, Adam Wolf, or getlooseleaf.com. Well, actually, having awkward spelling last names is very good nowadays. I was thinking I really wish yeah, I had a I, unique name because then you get the uh, you get your, your own name on Twitter. Yeah, I think there's finally another Adam Wolf on Facebook or on Gmail somewhere, but I got the original, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. Well, Adam, thanks so much for coming on the App Guy podcast. Very inspirational. Uh, for anyone listening, if you want uh, uh, just the links to anything that you have heard, and uh, you can go to theappguy.co and uh, just search for episode 237, and you'll get uh, the links to the things we've mentioned and to uh, be, get in touch with Adam as well. So, uh, thanks very much for coming on the show and uh, all the best with uh, please do keep us updated with Loose Leaf. We'd love to know how it goes. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Paul, so much for having me on. Yeah. Especially when you get that, that multi-billion pound uh, sellout uh, to uh, Microsoft. Or <laughs> You'll to be the Google. first guy I call. <laughs> yeah, sure. Great, Adam. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank you.